It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Just got to snap it and get down, and it'll be over. 17-point comeback complete. What a game. Kevin Burkhardt on a call for Fox Sports. I'm trying to give it to y'all, Roasters. I truly am. But I'm exhausted. Shasky's exhausted. We're going to try to power our way through four hours a day as the Niners become the first team in NFL history to be down 17 or more points at the half in a championship game and come back and win it. Unbelievable. Purdy Magic. Shanahan. Debo. Kittle, Juszczyk, Ayuk, Fred Warner, and Greenlaw, and Nick Bosa showed his ass up when you needed him. What a win. We're going back to the Super Bowl. Oh, Shasky, what a game. What a game, what a game, what a game at Levi Stadium yesterday. I don't even know where to start. Like, I, I, I literally don't even know where to start, but I, I will start right here. We need this. Like, Niner fans, this community, this city, this team, we fell short three times, you know, two times in the NFC Championship game. Two times in a row. We, we needed this. We're a half away from Spiritually, losing Spiritually, I felt broken at halftime. <laughs> I was thinking, is this going to be another opportunity where a core of guys, as I'm watching Bryant Young go up there, as I'm watching Frank Gore go up there and, and hit the foghorn at halftime, after Journey played, and no one cared, okay? Nobody cared that Journey was playing because we were down 17 at the half. Right. I, I was thinking we're going to have an entire offseason of quarterback just meh, from Kirk Cousins to drafting someone to God knows what, to Brady coming out of retirement, to the offseason of, huh, you got to fire Shanahan, Wilkes, bring in Belichick, bring in Bill Walsh's ghost. Like it was going to be, it was going to be one of the longest, most difficult offseasons maybe of my lifetime. And I was going to watch another core get as close as they could and not get over the hump. Now, look, we got a big game that we get to celebrate, and it's amazing. It's one of the most improbable games where my team pulled it out that I can ever remember. Uh, so they, the were Niners, they were getting dominated in the first out. half. Bonte, they were out-schemed, out-hit, yeah. out-coached, out-matched, out-physicaled. They were getting out-ran. I watched Jamison Williams jog off the field faster than our guys were sprinting. <laughs> I was watching their offensive line get anything that they wanted anything. on the edges. Anything. Anything. Edges? What about up the middle? I mean, Jameer Gibbs. They were Gibbs, up the A-gaps. Jameer Gibbs looked 
and and I'm not, I don't say this lightly. I watched Ladainian Tomlinson score five touchdowns against the Niners at Candlestick, and I thought that was one of the greatest, most dynamic, explosive, juke riddled performances from a running back I had ever seen. Todd Gurley was amazing in his prime. I watched Jameer Gibbs. I go, he's as explosive and as dynamic as Ladainian Tomlinson, and I don't say that lightly. And then he fumbled. Then he fumbled. Well, I couldn't believe the sequence of events and how quickly they turned it around. That third quarter is going to go down in the history of 49er football as one know, of the greatest fourth, uh, third quarter playoff performances ever. You know, I when can't I think about it. that game yesterday, and I'm starting to think about it now, to me, I look at the Golden State Warriors, and it really had a lot of game six fives at OKC. That's a great call. You know, because you're on the brink. You're on the brink. And the Warriors had no business winning that basketball game. Clay Thompson's go nuclear. Steph Curry throws up to seven. You're going back to game seven to Oracle Arena. You're at your deathbed. You're basically at your own funeral. And that's what I felt like in the first half with the 49ers. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, damn, this is how we're going to go out? Is this how we're going to go out? I started sitting down, and I was exasperated. Because the Lions were going down the field at the end of the first half, looking to go up 28-7. to seven. And Jared Goff, as good as he was yesterday... He missed that throw to Gibbs, right? In the back of the end zone, Warner gets beat in the zone. He looks at Gibbs. Gibbs is so fast. He's right in the middle of the field. There's no safeties there. Goff misses him. He misses him. Then he hits Gibbs on the screen. He catches the ball on the ground at the 10-yard line. Gets up and still gets to the 2-yard line. And almost scored. And almost scored. I'm thinking to myself, is Dan Campbell going to go for it? He makes the right decision. They go up 24-7, to but Levi Stadium was dead. It was all live fans in there. They were singing their touchdown song. They were chanting Jared Goff. They were chanting defense. And I'm all around this Honolulu Blue. And I'm thinking to myself, is this how we're going to go out? Is this how Shanahan and company is going to go out tonight? And you're right. The whole offseason stuff. I was in a bad place, and that's where, you know, we, we joked last week. I said, man, I haven't prayed in years, and you oh, go to church and whatnot. I went to go pray. Oh, you, I swear I swear to God. You and, prayed. And I had no idea, and it was – and then the third quarter goes, I look at this picture, and it was me praying. I sat there in my seat for a good 90 seconds with my eyes closed, talking to the Lord upstairs saying, if there's anything you can do for me. And I'm not saying that's why they won the game because that's ridiculous. But I sat there and closed my eyes because – I sat there and closed my eyes because, Shasky, I said there's no way they could go out there like that and let Detroit come into Levi Stadium and blow us out like that. And the Niners came out in the third quarter and kicked the field goal. And it was a little disappointing, but I love the up-tempo. I love the up-tempo on that first drive. that Dude, crowd. I love the up-tempo on that first drive in the third quarter. Yes. And then, to me, the biggest play of the game, the biggest play of the game, fourth and two. Lines up two touchdowns. Now, they could have kicked the field goal and gone up 17 points. Which is what I thought they should have done. But this is how they play. This is what Dan Campbell does. This is what Ben Johnson does. And you know what, Chasky? To have that fourth and two, they were going for the kill. And I understand that. But at that point, at that point, they had 168 rushing yards to the 49ers' 45. They're getting anything they want. Anything they want. I'm thinking, boy, if they just run the ball, they're averaging seven yards a carry up until that point. Seven yards a carry gets our front four, the most expensive defensive line in all of football. And they passed it. Now, it was a great call because it hit Reynolds right in the hands. He drops it. And all of a sudden, Levi's woke up. A hundred percent. And then the fluke to Ayuk is what Mark Randy said yesterday, the Grandy man. The fluke to Ayuk on one of the most okay. memorable postseason plays, a la Lin Swan. It was incredible. And that place erupted, and the Niners never looked back. All right, so there's so many things I got to unpack here. All right, let's start here. 
Thank you for becoming a child of God. <laughs> I'm wearing my rosary beads today in honor of you, B, praying yesterday, because this is what I do, all right? Now, we were supposed to go to church in the morning, right. and I was supposed to put my little money in the donation pot for St. Cecilia's, and Michelle made me clean the house in the morning, and I ended up not doing it. But I am so glad you found Christ right before that second half started, because... Hey, with Jesus, everything is possible. <laughs> the catch Brandon Ayuk made, that should have been an interception. It helps angels we can in the all admit it, right? like, We can all admit it. They got incredibly lucky. <laughs> but the dexterity and the hand-eye coordination to come down with that pass. B, I watched him throw it, and you have the same angle as yep. me. And I go, oh, my God, he's throwing it too far. Yeah, he's I throwing know. it too I far. Know. He's not even close. <laughs> he's going to pick not even close. It. And there was a couple of balls, one-on-one <laughs> -on -one in the first half, where he had Ayuk, and he completely overthrew Ayuk. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's going to to be intercepted. Bonte, the fact that he caught that ball and then they and then the touchdown pass was incredible. Right, because, because that was on the third down. That was a tight window. Right. It was a tight window. That was and, a tight window. And you're gonna face a fourth down I'm in which Shanahan, do you go for it? Do you not I, go for it? B, I, I I'm telling you, I've been to a lot of sporting events. <laughs> yeah. I've been to the game three, game four for yeah. Steph Curry, you know, against Boston. I've been to so many playoff games for the San Francisco Giants that have all been epic. You know, they all stand on their own. That was as good of a stadium feel as a fan I can ever remember that I've ever had going to a game. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's better than this. I've been no, no, so no, 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 I've no. missed one 49er home playoff game in my life, in my adult life. Okay, since about '98, I've missed one, and it was last week against Green Bay. That environment was as good. And as ruckus, and as loud, and as awesome, my ears are still ringing as any sporting event I've ever been to. It, the Detroit fans deserve a ton of credit, oh, but I, Niner I fans were off the hook. Hey, that third quarter run was it incredible. It was kind of like a Warriors run, right? The whole dub nation. The whole dub. We're uh, exhausted. I mean, we're, we're so. I mean, 888 No, yeah, we're, we're, we're jacked up here. Listen, quietly. Quietly, 100%. quietly, the Niners are undefeated at Levi Stadium in playoff games. They're now six and zero at Levi Stadium in playoff games. Go figure. Quietly, and, and I know, and I know a lot oh of people are saying, God. but see, I was a little disappointed. I sent out a tweet, and I, I shouldn't call out fans because I understand everybody's under different financial circumstances. But I was legit disappointed that there were so many live fans in the building, and my thing was. Listen, man, we pay for season tickets and we pay for these games, but you don't get opportunities to host <laughs> NFC title totally games agree. every single year. Totally and agree. I get that. Um, you know, you may have to sell these tickets and it may be a double up for you. It may pay for your season season tickets. I get all that. Me personally, I'm just thinking to myself, I got to be there for title games. I got to be there for playoff games. They don't happen every single season. So that was disappointing. But boy, did the Niner fans show up in that third quarter and help lift them. And you know what? For a much ridicule, as much ridicule as we gave Steve Wilkes yeah. at halftime and that defense, because they were they were just getting mollywhopped. I mean, Ben Johnson, Dan Campbell, Jared Goff were just in their back. They were doing whatever they wanted to do. Porta is ridiculous. Jamison Williams. I mean, the first drive. They <laughs> come out there. To, dude, they come out <laughs> there first drive. And, and a minute 42 later, it's 7 nothing. And I'm saying, wait, who's a veteran-savvy team? Oh, they who's a like, team that's been here before? They out-physicaled us, out-hit us, out-schemed us. They were out-speeding us. They dominated the first half. Penny Sewell has a chance oh. to be one of the best right tackles in pro football history. The nastiness Jeez. he plays with. Incredible. The first play of the game, they do the little pitch play. I know. David Montgomery, and he decletes Charverius Ward. 
And later on in the game, he decletes Terrier Brown and points at him. I thought that Jared Goff was in his bag, too. He had a clean pocket. He was hitting anything he wanted. He had layered throws. I mean, until the end. I got to give credit, though, because, B, you know, we, we crushed this guy a lot. I thought Nick Bosa brought it in that second I, yeah, half. Yeah, I brought that up. I yeah. thought he brought it, man. Yeah, he turned I, it around. I, you know, he turned it around. Like, as much as I crushed this guy for the last month, you know, I got to give him credit. He was playing like a man possessed at the end. No, he outplayed Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, thank you. When we needed him. When we needed him, Absolutely. Nick Bosa played his ass off. But you and know what? Drake Greenlaw gave his Drake, body. Drake, Drake I, Greenlaw. I, I, you know, they were showing Willis and Bowman at halftime. Yeah, I, I know. Know, I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I, and, I you love know, that. And look, Willis and Bowman are, are just two... When I think of guys who gave their body to the sport and to the fans, those are two guys that immediately popped mm-hmm. in my head. Keena Turner, Ronnie Lott. Mm-hmm. Like, there are certain guys. Bill Romanowski. Yep. Pierce Holt. Like, there are certain guys that I think Gary of. Gary Plummer. I'm giving you every ounce I have. Right. Dre Greenlaw hit Laporta so hard he knocked himself out of the game. I know. It was. I watching that back last because I'm. So I, I start watching the game. 57 is one of my favorites. Of Greg Olson, by the way, Greg Olson got to meet him before the game. Yeah. He just said, I saw hey, you. On the side, yeah, yeah. By the way. I said, Greg, I said, Greg, Greg, what's up, man? Bonte Hill, you came out with Shasky and I, morning. He goes, Yes, that's right. You guys, he goes, Anytime you want me, anytime you want me, you got me. Thanks so much. Him on the broadcast yesterday, anytime you say, he was on fire. He was on fire, calling it like it is. And I drew Greenlaw hit. I said, oh, my gosh. Oh, Drake Greenlaw got up, and he looked like the soul had been knocked out of him. And and But but the timing on some of these hits, and look, Fred Warner, everyone's losing their mind. Missed tackles. Dog, these guys are battle-tested yes. champions. They could have folded in that first half. And have. to come back the way that they did, and well, now we, have, we haven't even got to it. The game... Flipped in the second half. We could talk about arm and arm and right. angles and this and that. Brock Purdy's legs, Whoa. the three scrambles on third down for 52 yards, changed the game. Well, changed the game for the offense. And was that extra little can you make a play when no play is there to be had? And Brock did it. And then he doesn't just slide, he's diving forward for a first down on the one. And we're all saying the same thing get down, get nah. down. And he did like a John Elway style. I'm leaning my shoulder in. Brock may not have the most physical gifts in the world, but god damn it, that guy's got balls of steel. He's as courageous as they come. And I'll go to war with that guy 13 any freaking day. Purdy magic is what we're calling it purdy magic because in the first half it was not good he was not magical he looked terrible 7 to 15 93 yards a 39 pass 39.0 passer rating jerk off outplayed him he was erratic and then even in the third quarter he threw across his butt <laughs> i mean he threw to jawad jenny's oh one head God. and greg olson said <laughs> He broke a million rules on that play. <laughs> Throw it across his body, almost got back Jenny's over killed. the middle of the field. And then three plays later, almost got Jenny's <laughs> killed the, throwing high on the, deep on the one. crossing yes, route. Yes. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, boy, Brock Purdy, you're going you're gonna to have us all guzzling Pepto-Bismol. Legit. I'm getting physically ill here. But that young man, <laughs> that young man is so incredible. He finishes uh, throwing 267, 267 yards passing, a touchdown. The no huddle, I thought, to start the third quarter was very, totally changed agree. everything. And he got Debo involved. The corner route to George Kittle, nice little rainbow throw. Brock Purdy in back-to-back playoff games. We've seen it now against Dallas. We've seen it against Green Bay. And we've seen it last night against the Detroit Lions. In the second half, this guy, he's got a clutch gene. I'm sorry. I don't care what he is. I don't care what Ryan Clark says today. I don't care what Nick Wright says today. I don't care what anybody has to say about my guy, Brock Purdy. I don't know what he's going to be in the future. I really don't care. But right now for this team, 
He is perfect for this football team. He's got Shanahan's trust. And you know what? Well, we needed him to make a play. He made play after play after play when we had to have it. And the Niners going to 27 nothing run in that second half? Never, it's just incredible. I've never seen anything like it. I've, I've been going to games my whole life. Bonte, I've never – even the New York Giant game, it was like it, we were like, you right. know, fighting back and fighting back and fighting back to come back. The Atlanta game when they went down to Atlanta and fought back. But the way that game flipped in five minutes, five minutes, it did have a warrior feel to it. We're like, oh, here comes the tornado. Right. It, it just it, started snowballing. Now, it kept snowballing. Snowballing, 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 snowballing. It was unbelievable. Now, you, you say that they've been aggressive all year, Dan Campbell and the Lions. And I want to shout out my boy Della. Drunk John Della Cella gets in the car. He goes, and this is his line. I'm stealing it. He goes, Dan Campbell managed that game like he was at Chico State playing Madden off of six high noons, going for it at every single turn like he was me back in the day. What do you know the situation? Bonte, there's a time where you got to dress street, and there's a time where you got to dress up. You know what I mean? And you got to know the setting. You're up two touchdowns. The Niners kicked that field goal. They got a little tiny bit of momentum. It's a two-score game. You take the three points. But you turn it into a three-score game. You know what? I, I just That's, you know what, that's just me. You know what, though? You're on the road. This is how you play. This is how you're aggressive. This is how you got here. You're going for the knockout blow. The 49ers were reeling. I, reeling. They had no answers for them. You're averaging seven yards a carry at that point. Monte, I, had no pro- I had no problem. That's a long field goal, too. 47 yards. There's no doubt. 47 and yards. The, and, and, that kicker, and that kicker was erratic all year for the line. I, so, I, you know what? I, I, I disagree I have no. I have no problem with him going for it right there in that situation. Now, do I have a problem with the play call? I thought he would run it right up the middle with David Montgomery, get the two yards. They were averaging seven yards a carry at that point. And then, if you think about the play, it was executed correctly until Reynolds dropped it. It hit him right in the hands, and he dropped it. He dropped it. But, so, I got no problem with that. He catches the ball. They get a first and 10. Levi Stadium is dead. They go in for a score. Game over. Now, the second fourth down, when they're down 27-24, I thought it was more egregious. I had no problem with the first one. Okay. He's still up two yeah, scores. See, I disagree with see, you on yeah, that. That's I, fine. But that's fine. Disagree. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I thought, go for it right there. I had no problem with it. It hit Riddle to the heads. Your receiver's got to make a play. <laughs> it's fourth down money time. You hit him right in the hands. Jerichoff made a great throw. Hit him right in the hands. He dropped it. Now, the second one, you got to tie the football game up. You have to tie the game up. And Golf got a little skittish on that play. He got a little skittish. So, look, we can count our lucky stars. We can count our blessings. We make it through Green Bay. We make it through Detroit. It's all about surviving and advancing. And now you get a shot at Patrick Mahomes. We talked about all season long. To be the man, you got to beat the man. In the NFC, it was the Philadelphia Eagles who were the man. Well, they destroyed them on December 3rd to take over the NFC. Now we got to beat the other man. And he may be the greatest man to ever put on a helmet and a pair of shoulder pads, and it's Patrick Mahomes. But we'll get there. We'll figure out a way to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. But we've got a long way to go. We're going to celebrate this NFC Championship game. We're going to celebrate Shanahan and company going to the Super Bowl out in Las Vegas at the Raiders Stadium. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Woo! Where are Niner fans? Oh, they're here. They're on the lines waiting. Everybody likes your Vega. 
Every eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. It's a Monster Monday brought to you by First Five California. To learn four things you can do to overcome toxic stress, go to firstfivecalifornia.com. Good morning to all the graveyard shift workers, all the overnight dancers, all the Niner faithful, all the cops, all the Highway Patrol. It was rocking yesterday down at Levi's Stadium, and much respect to the Detroit Lions fans. That's a classy fan base. I shook a lot of hands yesterday with those Lions fans and said, you know what? You got nothing to be ashamed about. Yeah, one hell of a season, and they're not going anywhere, folks. Well, They'll be back next season, I mean, but they got to lick their wounds, I mean, and they're having a tough Monday if as any, we advance. If any fan base knows how difficult it is to pick yourself off the ground and get back to where you were the year before, I think Niner fans know. <laughs> I have a new appreciation for how difficult it is just to get to the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, no doubt. What's coming up on the game brought to you by Fremont Bank Full Service Banking. No compromises is your phone calls, 888-957-9570. YouTube and Twitch, I see you. Brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. A smart choice. For low auto low rates, a super simple online application process. We're going to get through this, folks. What a game yesterday, Levi Stadium. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. What a magical game. Purdy magic. Shanahan not wilting. Steve Wilson making the adjustments in the second half. The defense showing up in the second half. Nick Balsa and your premium players balled out. Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. I'm sorry. We don't win that game without Debo yesterday. Thank God he suited up. We're going to get your calls on the other side. Niners are going back to the bowl, baby. And we're going to talk all about it all day long here at 95.7 The Game. Now, back to the morning roast with Bonte and Shasky. Well, I started off a hustler, end up smoking. Weed in my lungs, so I really kept choking. I was kind of real blessed. Come on, get to the hook because everybody needs to like their Vegas this morning. It's morning roasting. I like my Vegas, I'm going to sleep. Hey, bro, I'm exhausted. I just peed all the Pedialyte out that I just poured into my soul. That's, that's, that's good to know. I am exhausted. That, that's, that's good to know. When we get to the hook, crank it back did, up. Did so you we take can... a bump or did you pee? Bumps, what is it? Bumps were available. There was somebody in the tailgate who goes, this is the stuff Elon Musk uses. Oh, my gosh. That guy just skunked you. <laughs> the, the tailgate. Turn it up. Everybody likes Vega. Everybody smoke. <laughs> we're going to Vegas. It's, it's unbelievable. Because at halftime, I didn't think we were going to Vegas. At halftime, I did not think we were going to Vegas. Down 24 to 7. Knowing that they received the ball in the second half. Knowing that, boy, Shanahan has only come back once in his career when down <laughs> by five plus one into the fourth quarter. <laughs> by the way, all you needed to do was make the largest comeback in. NFL history for being down 17 in the title game. Now, the Niners didn't come back from 17 nothing back against the Atlanta Falcons was, in 2012 at the Georgia Dome. But it was first quarter. They were able to yeah. erase that lead in the first half, and they were down 24-14. These guys were down 17 in the game, folks. I don't think you understand how improbable this was. They became the first team incredible. in NFL history to be down 17 or more points at the half of a championship game and come back to win. Now, John Curley, our producer... Original producer in the morning roast. Shout out to Curly. Lutman's taking the job, and he's wrong with it. Curly's one of the most passionate 49er fans I've ever met in my yep. life. One of the more passionate ones. And he sent this at halftime. This is after my prayer. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to think positive. This is after, after my prayer. After your prayer? After my prayer. I don't ever want to hear you talking yeah. down on private Catholic I, schools ever I, again. I can't believe Anna took that picture. She goes, babe, 
I've never seen you in a darker place in my life. Well, not gonna lie. It felt staged from you. Oh, well, I know. I know. Some people think it's staged. Some people think I do things for clout. Like when I wore the Mahomes jersey and lost to Beth Wheatley, people thought, oh, boy, he's just trying to produce content. Nah, I'm I'm straight from the cut. I, I cut it straight from the cloth, man. I, there's no faking. I don't think I don't do things for clout. I don't stage things. That's stupid. I don't need anything like that. So, I she just took it. She does that stuff. And then in the third quarter, she goes, "Look at this photo I took of you. It's incredible." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So then when we when we started coming back, I said, "Yo, I need that photo. I need to do that." But she took it. Let she me was like, back she goes, real quick. no, because I just, she was like, babe, babe. And I was, I just had my eyes closed for like 90 seconds. Journey's playing. I don't care about Journey, whatever. I was just in a dark, dark place thinking, because <clears throat> I'm looking at all the texts in our thread. And I'm saying to myself, damn, we're, guys are really going to bring up Belichick replacing Shanahan. Oh, if you, we're going to be, we're going to have to talk about Kirk Cousins. Oh, Matt Jones was on the table. I, I mean, it was, I was getting, Hill. I got so many texts from people. What are we doing? Bring in Belichick as DC, fire Kyle, put him at OC, put Bill at head coach. Like, I had heard it all. Now, John Curley sent this tweet at halftime. Yeah, what'd he say? It's eerie that in 1957, the last time the Lions won a playoff game in San Francisco, they were down 24 to 7 at halftime before rallying to beat the Niners 31 to 27. Now in 2024, the script is reverse. The Niners are down 24 7 at the half. Can the Niners pull off their version of a comeback? Damn you, John Curley. What a tweet that has now been stolen by David Lombardi of The Athletic. Oh, that guy. He stole it, damn near tweeted out word for word after the game. Just give John Curley some credit, David Lombardi. It doesn't hurt you. You got over 100,000 followers on Twitter. Don't be that guy. Give John Curley a bone. He don't care. He's just tweeting. He, so I made sure to double down and give John Curley his love. I like that. Because that's a hell of a tweet by well, John Curley. And, and look. You know, everybody's everyone fans in a different way, right? You you fan different from me, even right. though we're both diehard psychos. That was the full fan experience yes, yesterday. <laughs> I mean, you had what the hell are we doing? Are we going to show up to like complete and utter shambles? We, I was in shambles oh, at halftime. It was. I didn't move. My brother goes, "I got to go take a walk." My brother had to take a walk. Yeah. I sat there with my head yeah. in my hands, oh. and I was tweeting out everything. And I'm like, right. I can't believe this is happening. I mean, it, it's some of the yardage and some of the stats we're going to get to a little bit later was just alarming. I mean, Detroit was dominating dominating. And John Curley sends that tweet out, which, again, was stolen by a credential media member. <laughs> he just can't give him credit for whatever reason We're going to start is. calling him Darth Plagueis. <laughs> right, yeah, because he's seriously. plagiarizing everything. He's plagiarizing everything. And, you know, he, he used to join our show a lot, but we had to push him back, and he hasn't replied to us since, so we're going to rip you. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Brock Purdy with the 17-point comeback. <laughs> I mean, there was just so many numbers at the half that I was just like, Damn, we're getting cooked. We're kidding. There was no way in my mind we were going to come back and win that game because we look, we just look like the older, slower, uh, less buttoned up team. We look like a team that could not win in the trenches. We look like a team that had zero team speed compared to their team speed. And it looked like Ben Johnson was five steps ahead of Steve Wilkes. Here's another thing. The amount of fire Steve Wilkes on the spot, people. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Look, don't get me wrong. Scheme matters. And, And Kyle Shanahan, too. Guys got to make plays. Yeah. Like, we, like, can we acknowledge, like, some of these guys got to win one-on-one matchups. Kyle Shanahan, offensively, cannot skip. 
scheme open, five guys open on every play. Right. At some level, tackles got to tack a block in, in front of Purdy, give him a clean pocket. Purdy's got to throw the ball down the field accurately. Right. A wide receiver's got to get open, make the catch. Like a lot of things have to fall in place for the offense to work. We expect Shanahan to just go like a hot knife through butter on every single play. Show me the most creative play you have. It's it's incredible. It was, it was incredible. Now check this out. It was incredible because Jared Goff checked out of a I don't know what play he checked out of, but on third and twelve when they headed off to Jameer Gibbs for a first down for thirteen yards, and Pinay Sewell pulled to the left, and I was like, they just got thirteen yards on a third and twelve and got a first down, and then later on the drive third and eighteen, Amaras A. Brown catches one up, thinking, oh my gosh, this is ugly. Steve Wilkes, where you at? Where, Jair Brown, by the way, we'll get to the Kansas City. The he Super was a Bowl. step. He was just a step off. I, I I don't know what you do with him in, in the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. That that legit concerns. Well, Gibson didn't. Uh, Gibson comes through with a huge play with the fumble. He looked a step slow too. Yeah, he did. Boy. And if I have, if I see Oren Burks out there, look, I don't. Jalen Graham and D. Winners, I, I'm sure they're not ready for the moment. <laughs> Oren Burks is not a very good no, football player. Not. And they kept running toward his side over and over and over again. And dear God, for the love of Christ, as I have my rosary around my neck this morning, thanking God, Chase Young, can you set an edge? Oh, Chase Young. Well, we see why he was traded for a cop he did, ma- he did make a couple plays, though, in that it, second Late in the second half, he finally. He did make a couple plays. He was barbecue chicken. I even got a text from Ian Williams during the first half. Yo, Chase Young. Ain't it, he ain't it, bro. He ain't it. I mean, the texts well, were flying in. I mean, the we're de- we're getting rid of everyone. We're going to the three four. We're gonna get Joey Bosa or Khalil Mack. The takes in my head were everywhere. All right, let, let's squeeze in the call before the break. Adam in San Francisco, you're gonna be the first Adam! one. Adam, set the toe. Adam, set the toe before the break. How we doing, guys? I good morning. Happy Victory Monday. Wow, just wow. I. Really quickly, wanted to give a shout-out to my best friend, Joe's sister. Her Instagram's at the Rachel Marie. She worked on the Kittles' outfits last weekend and worked on Claire Kittles' pants last night. She's killing it in the fashion game. Oh, nice. And it showed out last night. So just wanted to give her some props on that. Um, to the game, I do want to give some flowers to Steve Wilkes. We were getting gashed in the first <laughs> half. I mean, you wanted to you wanted to try to have some hope, and I'm like, you know, you sent out a tweet, Bonte. It's like if they score again, it's over. And I'm like, it is over. Like I don't care what we can do on offense. We can't stop this offense at all. However, we only allowed seven points in the second half total, and that fourth down touchdown that they had to get was a, it was an incredible throw. So as bad as we were in the first half on defense, he tightened it up big time in the second half. That's incredible. I'm so happy for. Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey yeah, yeah. getting to their first Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll talk about the Super Bowl later on. We got two weeks to digest. And like you said, to be the best, you got to beat the best. But what a game. What a comeback. And I'm just so happy that Brock Purdy's our quarterback. Dude, Brock Purdy deserves his flowers. He deserves his flowers. Purdy magic is all I'm calling it. The guy's magical when we need him. I'm second half. Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah, see, here, see, here you guys go. Here you guys your go. Your girl came. Your girl came to the tailgate. By the way, that tailgate was epic. Came to the tailgate in a fresh, crispy Brock Purdy jersey and stood there with all the sass in the world and said to me, and I say this with all respect, Brock Purdy's the man. And literally, like, with disdain in her voice oh. toward anyone who would think otherwise. Hey, and I'm all Anna, <laughs> first, hey, look, I'll tell you this right now, we did not. 
We did not think Brock Purdy was the man. No. She did. No, she did. Maybe we should start using her quarterback evaluations right. moving forward. Well, I got some other evaluations I'm dead serious. for her. She also took lines first half. It didn't tell me. All right, what's coming up in K brought to you by Fremont Medical yeah, Service. Baking. She's, she's no compromises. She's I had no idea. Uh, we're going to get to everybody. Jack, Nana, Manny, Gene, the consultant. You're all coming up here. 888-957-9570. It's your show. We're celebrating the Niners. Advanced to the Super Bowl for the second time in the last five years. They finally win an NFC Championship game, folks, in dramatic fashion. We're going to break it all down here on the roast. Now, back to the morning roast with Vontae and Shasky. Guess who's back, 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 back again. Shady's back, back, back. Tell a friend, friend, friend. Guess who's back, 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 guess who's back. Back, 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 well, you know what? Shanahan, he created a monster. Lynch created a monster. And they got one in Brock Purdy. They got one in Fred Warner. And they got one in D.S. Samuel. And Christian McCaffrey and Trent Williams. Oh, boy. Oh, buddy. Bonte, whatever what his win. final stat line was for rushing, multiply, or excuse me, divide it by three. Because the amount of broken tackles and holes he found yep. where there was no hole. Like, the guy should have had minus 15 yards in the first uh, half. How, how about Debo Samuel, though? I don't... He was 50-50 to start the week. I mean, there's so many guys we could isolate in this football game and the plays that he made. I thought Devo Samuel, who was visibly frustrated in the first half, he was frustrated. There's no doubt about it. Down 24-7, he didn't believe it was true. He was thinking, no, we can't go out like this. We've worked so hard all season long for a home fund advantage. Worked so hard for the bye week. And Devo Samuel... They don't win that football game without him. <laughs> no, he's an all-time 49er. Not he's an all-time Niner. I don't know if you have the numbers. I believe he called eight of nine targets yesterday. How about when the crowd was chanting his name? <clears throat> I oh, got I goosebumps. Eight Devo. catches. Eight catches for 89 yards. And the one over the middle was a ridiculously tough one. The one on third down where Purdy threw slightly behind him, and he, the guy was on his back, and he just vice-gripped it. And he does that while C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who called him a running back earlier this season, is on the opposing end of this and he's on the on these he has got to sit at Detroit in Detroit today thinking that wide that running back that wide back whatever his name who can't run routes caught eight catches eight passes for eighty nine yards and cooked us the forty ers don't win that game without Debo no not even close well I I felt like. All the guys on offense had a contribution in that second half. Kittle had a contribution, had a couple of them. Um, Juwan Jennings made a play. Uh, Purdy clearly made plays. Uh, CMC made plays. Elijah Mitchell scoring that touchdown late. W- was there anything wrong with CMC? Because he wasn't in there on the final. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Running plays. I don't know what happened. So you that were was, with me on that. Yeah, that was like, get Elijah out of here. <laughs> Not to. I, you know what? Was, and then he's I, not on the hands team. That's another thing. The hands team. Okay. Can we talk about this for a second? Right. How is Christian McCaffrey not on the hands team? Yeah, I, something for made. a split second, that ball was in the air. Well, every Niner fan like me was like, "Oh my God, 1972." Well, no, I wasn't thinking 1972. When Elijah Mitchell had the three carries, I was thinking Roger Craig. Oh, against the New York Giants. In, in New York Giants. Now, I don't know what happened to Chris McCaffrey. I heard there was something going on with him at the end of the game. Love it. You got some so intel. So on that last run he had, I don't have intel, but I was rewatching the down game Down to the night. one? That last run he had down to the run, when he landed, he straight up landed on his head. 
Gotcha. So like he came down pretty. I don't know, maybe just was a little shaken up there, right. and it's like you know what, you're you're done for the day. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, why is Eli in the game? I need I need ball security I'm here. With you. I need ball security. How, how, about, <laughs> how about the clock management there, uh, where it could have been where you punt back right. to the team, like if we took those knees? Because I was thinking what they should do in these situations when you go to take a knee. I would just shotgun snap it, even though there, there's a risk of losing the ball in a shotgun snap. Shotgun snap it and like kind of like run around and then slide down and give myself up just to burn some time so you don't have to punt the ball. But they did the three runs, and they jolted just right. enough time off the clock to where they didn't have to to kick it back to them. I, I just, I, the right. clock management thing was just, well, thank God. Well, Shanahan called a perfect second half. I want to get to the callers. 888-957-9570. This segment is sponsored by Go to State Lumber, serving the Bay Area. For three generations, when you succeed, we succeed. Visit GoToStateLumber.com. Let's get out to Jack in Massachusetts. Then we'll get the Nana in Pittsburgh. Jack, good morning, Jack. How you doing? Good morning from snow-covered Berkshire County, Massachusetts. <laughs> a beautiful victory Monday. How you guys doing? Oh, doing great. I'm doing amazing. I'm, pretty, I'm feeling pretty good. I need some... I need some Pedialyte, too. Um, listen, I know you got a lot of callers, so I'm just going to run through what I got here, bullet points. After the 3rd and 12 where they ran and got it, I was ready to jump off the roof, man. <laughs> but the, 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 these are the things that, that I feel like why we won the game. Number one, the Niners do this great. They shut down the number one receiver. Amon Ross St. Brown was, was like out of the game in the second half. Purdy being purdy, running the ball, and like playing off script. You know, it, it takes a little luck to get to the Super Bowl. We played against the biggest fourth down gambler in the league. I mean, it's, it's just inconscionable that that guy did that twice. Right. But, I mean, look, this has got to be forever known as the Brandon Ayuk Ladybug game. <laughs> and, and I know you're not a big journey guy, but they played Don't Stop Believing at the oh, half. Sure. Yeah, I briefly heard it. Bosa finally, I feel like Bosa hasn't been earning his paycheck recently, but he really did in that game. Yep. And like you said, Bonte, imagine if Debo hadn't played in that game. Oh. I mean, I mean, he was amazing. And, and we got one of those a beautiful third and Juwan plays. Yep. Uh, and, and listen, I, I, I'll close with this. I mean, after that IU touchdown, after the Ladybug catch, they played – Throwing Stones by the Grateful Dead, my favorite Grateful Dead song. Nice. They can have Taylor Swift. We got Bob Weir. Huh. He I was on it. the sidelines of that game, man. Deadheads, we love the Niners. Yep. Listen, I'm just so pumped this morning. I, I just I don't even know what to do with myself. Love you guys. Love Great you call. Too, you know, Jack. they scored the touchdown. It's a it's a one score game. Yep. And on the first play, they fumble it right back. Right and back. Gibson, who was uh, I'm I'm going to be generous here. Not great in the first half. Came through with the punch of a lifetime. And Eric Armstead, who was not great in the first half, lands on the ball. If Eric Armstead does nothing else the rest of his career, it's one of the great playoff plays of his life. I mean, Tashaw Gibson Jr. bit so hard for play-action pass after play-action pass. Silla Porter wide open to the flat. He kept biting. He was missing tackles. Jameer Gibbs would go up 21-7. Everybody missed tackles. Fred Warner, Greenlaw, Gibson. I'm just like, oh, so we're allergic to tackling now. Now we don't want to tackle. And you know what? Detroit, they're a physical football team. And they play after the whistle. They're borderline dirty. They're, they're a borderline dirty football team. No doubt about it. They, they come in late. I thought Purdy should have got a call yeah. late in the game. Oh, he got the hit helmet in the helmet. One? George Kittle got held on the play. They were coming in I late, diving late. Play. 
Huh? I thought it was they let it play for me a little bit, but it was a little okay. I but I thought I, I would rather it be more physical. It's the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I like, hear you. I, I would rather them not be decided by ticky tacky fouls. That's I hear just you. Me. Not not ticky tacky fouls, but I didn't think that was ticky tack. Okay, they were coming in, diving in, they held us, right. whatever. But no, he he's right about that. That defense stepped up in the second half to shut them out for most of the second half. There, I thought it was good. I, I that defense stepped up. Fred Warner finishes with thirteen tackles. He cleaned it up. Drake Greenlaw played like a man possessed in the second half, whatever was said in the locker room at halftime. Like, we're all, we're going to see a story. Somebody's going to write a story about what was said at halftime in the NSU Championship game yesterday at Levi Stadium. Because to be down 24-7 and to give up all those yards, on, again, when Detroit went for it at 4th and 2, it was 4th and 2 up 24-10. At that point in the football game, Shasky, Detroit had 168 rushing yards to the Niners' 45. They had three rushers who had more yards than Christian McCaffrey on the ground. Jameson Williams, David Montgomery, and Jameer Gibbs. Who, by the way, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery going into the game, they're the first duo in NFL history to have over 1,000 scrimmage yards. No, no running back duo has ever done that in NFL history. Think about how good they were. And Dan Campbell passes it. Now, I didn't have a problem with the decision, but he passed it. But unfortunately, the pass was great. Reynolds dropped it. And that flipped the game. And then the Ladybug play. I don't think we can talk about Brandon Ayuk enough on that play. I don't think we can talk about it enough. The reality is they got extremely lucky. But the <laughs> dexterity and the hand-eye coordination to make that play, Brandon Ayuk, to say it's a one-in-a-million play, is an understatement. Huh. B, if the exact same thing happens, how many times does he come down with that ball? <laughs> I don't know. If I do that exact same thing, throw it off a dude's hand face mask, I'm not even I'm still not even sure what part of the Detroit Lion player it hit. But if I do that, how many how many guys in league history are making that play? Yeah. I, Lynn Swan and Lynn who? Lynn Swan and I don't know. I don't know. The guy from the New York Giants, David, David Tyree. Tyree. I I don't know if they it go on to win the Super Bowl. If they do, and we're we got two weeks to kind of chew on that. If they do, that we're going back to that play, and we're saying that was the hand of God that helped blow it right into. It, it was unreal. Ayuk's hands. It was unreal because it was overthrown. It was overthrown. And Purdy's deep ball was not great yesterday. It was not great. It did feel like at that moment in time, the Niners needed a big chunk play. They did. And, and I kind of love that he went for the no, gusto. No, I did too. Because I Debo underneath, it. I thought he was going to try to go to Debo underneath. Me too. And he let it fly to Ayuk. And you know what? But even then, after that, the first play, McCaffrey gets stuffed, right? Oh for a loss God. of two. And I'm like, this Lions front is hitting on first down. They are shutting the Niners' run game down. And in second down, it gets batted ball. It's just like, oh, boy, you got to face the third down. You cannot settle for a field goal. You can't do it. And Brock Purdy with the patience hits Brandon Ayuk there on the slant. And I'm thinking, that's my number one receiver, and that's my quarterback, and let's roll. And then it just became a mad. I I I, I got Vince Scully vibes when he said it's a madhouse here at Candlestick after the catch game. It was a madhouse at Levi's. That place was rocking. I almost I had to sit down for a second. I, I was sweating. No, and it goes, Are you about to pass out? I said, No, I just need a moment. Well, I, I need a moment. <laughs> you know, I call me the sucker. I, I get very emotional at times during games when I'm watching them because I think about what this team means to me and my family and everything like that. And Bonte, t- to see that third quarter play out the way Way it did the amount of heartbreak most of us Niner fans have had in our adult lives. Like it's it's been so much heartbreak. We've been knocking right. on the door, knocking on the door, knocking on the door. Like I think about this all the time. All right, and I know we're gonna get back into the game. The Warriors went forty years between championships. Yep. Okay, how many times did they truly knock on the door? Not many, at all. Okay, they did, second round never went to a conference. All final. right, so look, 
even if we're generous, two or three, right? Let's just say, then that that feels not like, even. No, they were never in it. Yeah, let's be real. Okay. In those forty years, they never had a chance so, at winning the championship. So it was not heartbreak in the same way. No. Like the Giants had a little heartbreak. Oh, they had a lot. 62, 89, yep. 2002, 93. Like there were lots of different heartbreak moments, right? Where they knocked on the door, and really, 2002 is the number one. In just the last fifteen years. 2011, 2012, 2013, okay? 2019, 2021, 2022, and it was going to be again yesterday. Think in just 15 years, the amount of heartbreak is, that is generations. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Generations. So I'm sitting there in that third quarter, and they're making this 27-0 run, and I'm saying to myself, Dear God, this is one of the greatest moments in Niner franchise history. And it's I know great. they got to win the Super Bowl and they got to pull that off. And like so many things got to happen. I, I was lucky to see the Saints game. I was lucky to see, you know, the, the game where Kaepernick went crazy at Candlestick. We saw the pick at the stick at the end of the regular season. We've seen some great moments. I don't think I've seen anything like that no, third quarter. No, I don't think In we my ever will. life. I don't think we all ever will. I honestly don't believe. Again, this is the largest it happened comeback. happened in like five minutes. No, this is, this is the largest comeback. They're the first team in NFL history. Think about what they had to do to invest in the Super Bowl. <laughs> they had to incredible. become the first team in NFL history to be down 17 or more points at halftime of a championship game at home against a team that was humming, averaging over seven yards a carry at that point. Shasky is such a great point. The last 15 years has been a roller coaster for the 49ers. It's been and we're so thirsty for that championship. Yes. We're so thirsty for that Lombardi as you're listening to 95-70 game. KGMZ FM and HG1 San Francisco. Always live on the free Odyssey app. And don't forget, you can watch us every single day on our YouTube and Twitch streams. Just log out of Search for 95.7 Game. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel while you are there. Brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. A smart choice for low auto loan rates. is super simple online application process. And shout out to the Comcast Business text line here on a Monster Monday. Brought to you by First 5 California. To learn four things you can do to overcome toxic stress, go to first5california.com. Let's go to Nana in Pittsburgh. Nana in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, go to Nana. I got something else I got to get in there. Nah, nah, what up? Oh, nah, nah. You feeling? How you? Let's get on the boss hey, for interrupting our guys behind the glass. There, we're locked in, coach. Come in at the break. Yeah, hey, 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 nah, look, nah, look, Pittsburgh. Look. Take a hike. Take a hike. Look, look, look. Come in at the what's break. What's up, nah, nah? What's up, nah, nah? Hey, what's up? How you guys doing? How you guys feeling? <laughs> no, I, I feel terrible this morning. I feel great, dog. I just drank a whole <laughs> bottle of Pedialyte, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm juiced. <laughs> Me too, me too. Uh, I drove up to Pacifica to go watch the game with my mom. She's in a rehabilitation center for her that. diabetes. Uh, and so she's healing up. And uh, I took my son, he's two. Oh. And uh, we were all there, my brothers and sisters and my aunt. And I got to tell you guys, I was watching the game in that first half. I was like, I cannot believe I'm going to. All right, r- <laughs> real quick on this, on the heartbreak thing. Like, it's been 30 no, no, years. No, 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 hey, hey, goodbye. It's been 30 years. Like, again, the Warriors went 40 years in between right. championships. The Giants went 54 years. 30 years is multiple generations. Well, think about the Lions. They haven't won anything since 57. Yeah, but they haven't knocked on the door. I know, but still, though, 56, you know. I, I know. know. I hear what you're saying. I know. When, when, when you put it in perspective, though, and I'm sitting next to Lions fans, I'm thinking, they haven't had a championship but, in that city from their pro football team since 1957. But, like, like the, the fandom in me goes – is this is this like are we seeing this team cycle out like cuz that's a, like at the end of Harbaugh, it felt like oh my god like 
It felt like we were a boxer that was punch drunk at the end, right. and it was like, yeah, we're not a prize fighter no more. You know what I mean? Like, we'll we'll still be fighting, but we're not fighting for the top belt. And I'm watching the Niners, and I'm saying, as I watch Frank Gore and Bryant Young, Bryant Young, the last link to a championship, uh, Frank Gore, a guy who his career is basically not what it should be because he's missing that one Lombardi, mm -hmm. which he so deserved. And yep. I'm sitting there, I'm watching Fred Warner, I'm watching Dre Greenlaw, I'm watching Trent Williams, CMC, Debo, Ayuk. I'm saying, dude, this core can't get out of this window without a champ. They have to get a championship. They have to. And, and, and the way that that first half was going, I thought, Dude, our run is over. Like this is we're gonna have to reset this whole thing. And for them to flip the script and and win that game in the fashion that they did, I'm telling you, man. Well, look, it took it took a little help, right? It's a lot of satisfaction it took a, from it that took, win. It, it took a little help. You needed a little help from the other team. You needed to force a turnover. They did that. You needed to force you needed to have a couple fourth down stops because you knew Detroit would be aggressive. You got that. He needed a moody field goal, who missed one, by the way, down 7 oh nothing, was... And he's missed three of his last four at Levi <laughs> Stadium. Maybe he just needs to get the hell away from Levi Stadium. Maybe being back in the Legion Stadium will do him some good. Although, in the preseason game in the Legion Stadium, he sucks. So, we got to get Jake Moody right. Or maybe he just scored touchdowns and don't worry about Jake Moody. But everything was going wrong. He needed a little luck. He needed some pretty magic. Purdy extending plays in the second half. Was, Listen, we watched. I don't want to go down to Jimmy Garoppolo Road, but I watched it 2021. When the pocket got muddied, Jimmy panicked. He panicked in that football game down at SoFi Stadium. These are big moments. This is the, last, the NFC Championship game. You're the last pick of the draft, and we know all that. And you've been hearing it all week about how much the Green Bay Packers game, how you got carried by Shanahan, and how, oh boy, you look like a game manager, and blah, 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 blah. All this stupid dialogue and rhetoric about Brock Purdy, who's had a spectacular season, one of the finest seasons ever for a 49ers quarterback in franchise history. And I watched this young man in his second year being his first NFC Championship game, in which, of course, last year he was in and got knocked out in six plays. But to see him extend play after play, whether it was scrambling, whether it was throwing dives, whether it was moving in the pocket, his footwork was on full display. I thought Purdy played like a magician. Think about the four quarterbacks yesterday who played on the football field. Lamar, Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes, Brock Purdy. His performance in the second half was up there with Mahomes. It really was with the way he extended plays. And look, I don't care if he has arm talent. I don't care if he's the fastest. I don't care if he's the tallest. But the guy's just a gamer. He's a gamer. Let's he, just give it to him. He got depleted early in that game underneath the chin. I don't know if you saw that play. The D tackle oh, just I saw it. absolutely crushed him. And I he saw picked it. himself up off the ground. And he made a great throw on that play, by the way, too. Yeah. Uh, and, he, and he had a turnover. He had a bad pass. It was going to get tipped. There was a muddied pocket. Yep. I didn't love the decision. It was a bad play. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. 
a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.